Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce Podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. We are just grateful to be in your presence. I pray, Lord, that you will speak a solid word to us today, that our lives will be impacted. Lord, you know at what point in our lives we are, where we are standing, and all that's going on with us. I pray that each of us will feel that you have met us privately by the end of today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Uh, yes, they're reminding me. Hey, the Bible, please find your Bible. Find your Bible. I'm sorry. Find a confession. We must stand to your feet. You are not baked in concrete. Stand, stand, stand. And find your Bible and let us make our confession. Lift it up. Lift it up. You want to say, This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Wow. I don't know. I like, I've, I've enjoyed my service today. But I've really enjoyed the service today. Hallelujah. And I hope you have too. Amen. Amen. Wow. Hmm. Can you believe that November is ending? Are you as surprised as me? I, I am very surprised. Hey. Hey. 21st November. So it means next month by now we are close to Christmas. I mean, I'm saying, oh, it was January. No. Hey, Ashoko. But you know, we're going to have a very exciting Christmas time. Amen. It's a time of celebration. It's a time of thanksgiving. It's a time of so many things. And I don't want you to separate yourself. Be part of it. Hallelujah. Are you there? Be what? Part of it. There are some of us when things are going on, then you separate yourself. You, you, it's not a good way to enjoy life. Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's because you are thinking of other problems but you see if you don't learn to celebrate the things you should celebrate you will just be down all the time push your neighbor and say celebrate what you have not what you don't have <laughs> what you are what you have yeah many times we're looking at what we don't have but I'm saying look at what you have you'll be so happy when you look at what you have. Yeah. Are you there? Even your neighbor is your friend. Somebody like you, you have a friend. Hey! Hey! Me, I'm smiling because I'm seeing some recently married couple sitting over there. They are also what we have. No, no, you don't understand. There are some churches in which weddings happen once every five years. You don't understand what I'm saying. Yes! So, what I'm saying, is it true or is it not true? There are also churches where it's only funerals that happen there. Yes! whole buildings only when we are burying people then the church is full can you imagine hey it's a type today we have come we have watched movie we have heard different kind of singing we have seen rapping i mean we have even had surprise visit i mean come on hallelujah so i just want to start with a few announcements how many of us were part of the fasting and prayer amen i want you to note it and start to look out for 
the things that you spoke to God about. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Are you there? Uh, I'm checking on. I'm checking on my announcements. I'm, I'm, I'm checking on my announcements. Hallelujah. But let me start by saying that I think that this Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we should try to support the citywide, um, yeah, crusade. We didn't know about it, or at least maybe some of you knew, but you sat on it. Uh-huh. I didn't know until I saw a flyer come up on a minister's page, a Kumasi minister's page. That's when I saw it a day ago or so. But let's do our best. Amen. Mm. The way you're quiet, I'm sure you're like, you have no intention of going. No problem. Just that when you are doing your own, don't be surprised that nobody minds you. <laughs> I'm just reminding you. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, we have Bishop Interfo coming. He was coming on the 12th, the Sunday the 12th, but he will arrive here on the 11th. So, the evening of the 11th, we'll have a meeting here with him. It's a good place to clap. I say it's a good place to clap. Yeah. Saturday, 11th December, convener will be here. And 12th December, he will continue to be here. Somebody, your financial blessing is from this meeting. Yeah. It's from this. And I'm saying it based on the person that I know. Are you with me? And the anointing that is upon him. And the words that I've seen him say and I've watched them come to pass. Are you there? So you don't want to miss it. Is that okay? Saturday night, instead of the tunes that you have been I do not know the tunes, the tunes you this 11th and 12th, you just want to be here. Amen and amen. Powerful. Well, I'm going to continue sharing with you about tithing. I've been trying to move away from the topic, but you see, I keep on seeing some good things. It's too good to pass by. Are you there? And I need you to understand it well. Last week, I started talking about how tithers fulfill the laws of sowing and reaping, you know, and I didn't finish it and I felt I should try and talk about it a little more. Is that okay? Sowing and reaping because many of us do not realize that as we go through our lives, we are sowing and we are reaping all the time. If we were aware of it, there are some things we wouldn't do. Are you there? Mm. Hey. So last week, I started talking to you about the laws of sowing and reaping. Now, when we say something is a law, what do we mean? We mean that regardless of who you are, that's how it is. So when we say the law of gravity, whatever goes up must come down. Whether you are Tino, Tico, Rachel, poor, if you go up, you will come down. It's a law. Are you seeing it? Now, this is another law. The law of sowing and reaping. And it's important for us to understand that this law, God put it in as one of the laws to prosper mankind. Right from the beginning, he told them, multiply. And the multiplication is always with a seed. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It's human beings who like to start things big, but God always starts with a seed. He wants to change a nation. He will just bring the seed of a human being. Moses, as a baby. Jesus, as a, I mean, just a seed. Are you there? Why? Because he has put miracle power in seeds. Uh-huh. So we started talking last week, and I was sharing with you that, please, so, to activate this law, you have to plant something. Uh-huh. You have to plant something. And it's a very important thing to note, because the Bible says that except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it remains alone. So you are there, you are saying, I don't have anything, I don't have anything. And then you have some five seeds of corn sitting on your table. For as long as they are sitting there, nothing is going to happen because you have not sown them. Are you understanding me? But from the day when you now sow it, you now give it a chance to turn around and to begin to grow. Amen? Hey, I wonder why you are very quiet this morning. Okay, I hope it's because you are just soaking it in. Uh -huh. It's a very, very, very important law for us because we live under circumstances of need. If I let me ask a question, how many of you who are working, your salary is enough? Please put your hands up. Let me see. You see, among us today, we have artisans, 
we have uh, what Technic technical people we have law people we have what again what teachers we have what lecturers uber drivers there's no hand up there's no hand we have nurses there's no hand up to say bankers are also here nobody has put their hand up to say that what they have is enough you see it's not even a question of you want more we are dealing with whether what you are receiving is enough you see so it should show you something that if you follow only that wealth you know it won't come it's, it's uh, God's it's keeping you alive but wealth the thing we call wealth hey when we say wealth it means that you can afford to retire now that's a wealthy person when you are retiring not that you are retiring that you are old or somebody has retired you but it's like you are okay you don't need to work anymore you can choose to work just because you want to work but you are okay very few of us at least in this church I have not, nobody has come to tell me that you are there yet I mean as I look at you <laughs> are you there in the house Danny you are training to be a doctor you become a doctor and discover that you have to work hey. are you there and that when they give you a salary you are even angry all these torments that they have given you hey Hey, the church is quiet now. Pastor, so are you saying that we shouldn't work? How can I say you shouldn't work? So we are talking about it because you need a seed. And when you plant that seed, then the seed will now die in the ground and give you something. So plant something. One of the things that keeps us poor is the worship of poverty, saying that I have nothing. One day, a certain woman came to see the prophet Elijah, and she said that, you know my husband, he was a man of God, he was a good prophet, only that he was a lousy businessman. So when he passed away, we had nothing, and he owed. So the people who he's owing, they have come. Now they want to come and take my children. Please, do something. The first thing that Elijah asked her was, what do you have? What do you have? I need a seat. I need a seed to work with. And like many of you, the woman said, I have nothing. I don't have anything, only some oil. That was all the prophet needed. That was all they needed. So stop singing your song. Turn to your neighbor and say, that song, we, it is a band song, we don't sing it. What song is that? I don't have anything, I don't have anything. I don't have anything, I don't have anything. Stop singing that song. Stop it, stop singing that song. Hey. Hmm. hey, Pastor, you don't understand. You see, I don't have. Listen, I said, stop singing that song. Stop singing it. For as long as you sing the song, that's what you are sowing. You will multiply it. You are sowing that I don't have. I don't have. And as you are sowing, I don't have. I don't have. I don't have times I don't have. Is I don't have squared. I don't have and I don't have times hundred is I don't have hundred. Stop it. Hey. You see, you are trying to be annoyed with me. I'm trying to rescue you. You are trying to be annoyed with me. That's why I told you that poverty is a spirit. How many of you remember during the prayer meeting? It's a spirit. It makes you re respond in a certain way. I'm showing you what will get you out. And one of the, you should just watch your mouth. Oh. Hmm. Hey. Are you in the church? Yeah. So concentrate. You have something. That woman, she had that little cruise of oil. It was enough. And then they showed her how to plant it to generate more. Wow. I shared with you last week that when you are planting it to plant it in good ground, it's not everywhere that's a good ground. If I take an apple seed and I plant it in the car park, I can promise you, oh no, I'll protect it so that our cars will not, it will not come. Because it's not apple ground. So when you are sowing, you must know where to sow. That's why some of you who have said that I'm going to sow into Healing Jesus campaign and you are not sowing, it's a, it's a problem. It's a very good soil because it's always winning souls. Right? And I said that you should plant a large amount of seed because seed by its nature, by its very nature, some come and some don't come. 
I mean, God in his wisdom said that a man who is fertile, 40 million sperms in a drop of semen. <laughs> I can't even imagine it. I thought that the ladies is one egg. It's one egg per month. One, one, one. 40 million. When you come and they do a test and you have 20 million, they tell you that you are infertile. Please, what I'm saying, is it true? It's not true. Yeah. You have a problem. 20 million, you have a problem. 20 million C2. Hmm. <laughs> to one egg. 20 million is to one. <laughs> and we are saying that unless it is 40 million, it's to one. Because some will never generate, some will get lost on the way, some, something, something, something. We are just looking for one. But when you hit that one, what a harvest. Amen. I also shared with you that you should plant the type of seed you, that, you, you, that you want to reap. Now today I'm moving on to something. It's all part of the same thing. I want us to recognize two truths from, tonight, from today. The first truth is that there is miracle power in a seed. There is miracle power in the seed. And I'm going to give you two scriptures. The first scripture is 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 6. And those of you who have basentes, centers, and, and churches, you do well to just note this. Paul was speaking and he said, I have planted. He planted the, the word of God. They said, Apollos watered. Apollos was another, another disciple, another apostle. But God gave the increase. In other words, when you take your seed and you plant your seed, and somebody waters the seed, or you even water the seed yourself, what happens to the seed? That increase, that thing, is only God. It's only God. Scientists, we can describe a lot of things to you, but we cannot describe how all that power was packed in a seed. I want you to do something this morning. I want everyone to please stand. Just stand. Just stand, please. With all due respect, just stand. Now, when you stand, I want you to look at your neighbor. Just look at your neighbor up and down. Please, don't have any evil mind, some of you. Have you seen your neighbor? Have you seen your neighbor's height? Have you seen, I mean, how your neighbor looks? Now, imagine that all of that was in a seed are you getting the point this person that you are seeing five feet seven i don't think they're okay only albert can contest that he's six feet but all those six feet was inside a little seed that the eye cannot even see well so you need to understand that it's a miracle power because in that little seed was your neighbor's hair. In that little seed was your neighbor's height. In that or lack of height, whichever one. In your, that neighbor's seed was your neighbor's size. But it was all in a little seed. And I'm saying to you that a miracle power, that's what Paul is saying here, a miracle power is in that seed. That if you give it the right conditions, all of a sudden from that invisible seed, here is a man or a woman. Take your seat. Thank you. Hallelujah. When you take your tithe, and you understand what you are doing and you are planting that tithe I've planted my seed I water it with the words of my mouth and the scriptures it has a power in it to grow and to resemble something are you in the house do you understand what I'm saying there's what power miracle power in the seed if you don't understand it you always complain when you are doing certain things yeah you are putting the camera and say oh let's give an offering for this that hands people every day they are looking for offering. you see your naturalness has come first corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14 for the natural man receives from yes receives nothing from the spirit of god First Corinthians 2.14, first quickly, what is wrong? Are you using a slow machine or is the human being? Okay. Ah, KB, you are safe. Ah, ah. 
The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. You have to be a spiritual person to understand that there's power in that seed. If you look at it naturally, how do you explain it? Ah, so okay, it has fallen into the ground. Okay, it's done, it's pitched. Explain how something is coming. Explain how it has the power to grow. Because anything that you see developing is using power. It's using power to do it. Hmm. Amen. Hmm. Mark chapter 4, verse 26 and 27. Mark 4, 26 and 27. Can you put them together? So is the kingdom of God. As if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day and the seed should spring up and grow up. He knoweth not how. Doesn't know how. There are so many things that we have discovered. We can tell you that, oh, when the, when the woman, the, the, the sperm the reaches the egg, is implanted into the, 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 the uterus of the woman, and then it begins to grow, but we cannot tell you how. And the doctor will say, please challenge if you can. The doctors are not contesting. Dr. Moses, are you going to contest? I think he's not contesting. We just know that this is what happens. But How? How? We don't know. We don't know. How did you come to be how you are? Hey, the church is quiet again. In my family, we're three sisters. One resembled the women in my father's side. The other resembled the women in my mother's side. And the third one resembled some relatives far away. Explain it. I said, explain it. Mother, father, same. One seed resembles these people. I went to visit my mother's people in 2000, and, either year 2000 or 2001. And when I went, my aunt took me to an old lady who was a family member. She was about 90 years old. And when we walked into the room, then my aunt said to the lady, I have somebody with me. I won't tell you who she is. I want you to look at her and tell us who she is. Hey! The old lady started. She looked at me. She looked at height. She looked at this, that, that. She said, this is one of this, this, this. This must be Ifwa's daughter because Ifwa was the one who had this height. She's the one who had this, that, that. She nailed it straight to my mother. That was my mother's daughter. Yeah? How can you explain it? Hey, the church is very quiet. Yeah? I'm showing you the miracle power in the seed. Then my younger sister, she resembles another line in the family. Every generation, they deliver two or three of them. <laughs> Every generation, two or three of them. So she said, we have some cousins when you look, you think that they are siblings. They are not siblings. They have chosen another. How? The miracle power is in the seed. I don't know where your seed has gone to lie, but I'm telling you that there's a miracle power in that seed to let it grow up to become something. And that's why Paul taught us that what it will become, the power of it, is God's. It's God's. So those of you who are doing bacenta, you are walking around, walking, 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 you come and you say, that, oh, my bacenta is not growing, my something, something, something. Listen, you plant, you water, God increases. Your clapping is not powerful at all, like some unbeliever clapping. Wow. So today, because today I'm only giving you two keys, but if you can internalize the key, it will make a lot of difference to you. Are you there? Yeah. Wow. All right. Let me give you the second one. You must recognize your harvest when it comes. There, listen. Let us imagine a farmer who has planted his maize farm and he has worked on it. Then he has forgotten about it. And he has gone. He has forgotten that he spent good time and money to plow and land and put something there and he has gone. Now, harvest time has arrived. Will the maize walk to his house? 
So what would you think of this farmer now when it comes to subsidizing the farming? It's a very, very bad business. That it just takes away all the seed. It doesn't bring anything. You see, you are looking at me, but that's what many of us do. <laughs> it's true. Many of us, you see, we, we, we give in church out of obedience. But we feel that as I'm doing, it's just something. You are like a maze farmer who has gone to plant the thing. You have put it there, then you have walked away, you have forgotten. It is time to start to recognize your harvest. Recognize your harvest. Recognize, you see, your harvest does not really resemble the thing you planted. A seed of corn is a little corn like that, but your harvest is a whole plant like that with some fruit on it that doesn't. When you take the, the corn, I'm using corn because we can relate to it. When you are holding the corn, the truth is it doesn't even resemble that seed. It's a different shape, it's a different size, it even tastes different at a point. Hmm. I'm talking to some people. Though. Yeah. And I'm saying this because you need to recognize your harvest. I want to take you to Genesis 41. To show you a scripture. Tell your neighbor a scripture. In fact, it's a whole story. Mm. I'm hoping that you know the story, even though I won't say much. But I think the story of Joseph is known by many. But today, I want to take my time and read it because read a portion of it. I can't read the whole story. Now, here was somebody who was called Joseph. The story begins in Genesis 37 thereabouts. Joseph was a young boy who was favored by his father. His older siblings were not happy about it and they managed to get him sold off as a slave. The corn had fallen into the ground. When he got sold as a slave, he was taken into the house of the army commander Potiphar. He thrived then, he did well until Potiphar's wife wanted to sleep with him and he refused and she did what certain kinds of people do and he ended in jail. The seed has fallen into the ground and now it has died. While he was in the jail, he was asked to look after two men, a baker and a butler. Butler was the kind of person who serves the king his wine. They had been brought there by the king who, because the king was not happy with them. These two men had two different dreams. And David was, I said David, Joseph is the one who interpreted the dreams for them. He told the butler that in three days they'll release you from here. So when the guy was being released, he told him that, please, oh, remember me. Remember me, because I'm still in jail. So remember me when you go. And the man forgot. And when the man forgot, he was restored back to his job. And he forgot him until the events of Genesis chapter 41. In Genesis chapter 41, the Bible says that Pharaoh the king, remember the butler is now back saving the king. And Pharaoh the king had a dream. And he was now looking for somebody to interpret the dream. So let's pick it up from there. Because when um, Pharaoh tried to look for somebody to interpret, they couldn't find one. So Genesis 41, I'm reading from verse 9. Then spake the chief butler unto Pharaoh, saying, I do remember my faults this day. He's saying this because now he suddenly remembered that Joseph was in jail after two more years. Pharaoh was wroth with his servants and put me inward in the captain of the guard's house, both me and the chief baker. And we dreamed a dream in one night, I and he. We dreamed each man according to the interpretation of his dreams. And there was there with us a young man, a Hebrew, servant to the captain of the guard. And we told him and he interpreted to us our dreams. To each man according to his dream he did interpret. And it came to pass as he interpreted to us. So it was. Me he restored to my office, and him he hanged. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon. That's the prison he was. He shaved himself and changed his raiment and came in unto Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I'm reading the whole scripture, so just Beshikul. 
I have dreamed a dream and there is none that can interpret it. And I have heard say of thee that thou canst understand the dream to interpret it. And Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, it is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, in my dream, I stood upon the bank of the river and behold, there came out of the river seven kinds, that's cows, fat fleshed and well favored and they fed in a meadow. And behold, another seven kind, as another seven uh, cows, came up after them, poor and very ill-favored and lean flesh, that means skinny cows, such as I've never seen in all the land of Egypt for badness. And the lean and ill-favored cows ate up the first seven cows. And when they had eaten them up, it could not be known that they had eaten them. They were still ill-favored as at the beginning, and so I awoke. And I saw in my dream, and behold, seven ears came up in one stock, full and good. And behold, seven ears withered, thin, and blasted with the east wind sprang up after them. And the thin ears devoured the seven good ears. And I told this unto the magicians, and there was none that could declare it to me. Joseph said to Pharaoh, the dream of Pharaoh is one. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years. And the seven good ears are seven years. The dream is one. The seven thin and ill-favored cows came up after them after seven years. And the seven empty ears blasted with the east wind. And they shall be seven years of famine. This is the thing which I have spoken unto Pharaoh. What God is about to do, he showeth unto Pharaoh. Behold! There come seven years of great plenty throughout the land of Egypt. And there shall arise after them seven years of famine. And all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land of Egypt. And the famine shall consume the land. And the plenty shall not be known in the land by reason of that famine. The famine following, for it shall be very grievous. Are you there? And for that, the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice. It is because the thing is established by God and God will shortly bring it to pass. Are you with me in the story so far? So Pharaoh has dreamed his dream. Pharaoh is a king. He has dreamed his dream. And now he's being told that, look, this dream, this is the meaning. That's what Joseph was brought there to say. And Joseph told him that, look, it is just God showing you something. For seven years, everything will be booming here. After the seven booming years, there'll be seven blasted years. Hunger will be on the land. And the hunger will be so severe that we'll forget the, uh, what do you call it? The good years. Has Joseph interpreted the dream? I'm asking, has he not interpreted it? What was he asked to do? Good. So, have we not finished? Should he not be going back to his place? What he was brought to say, he has said it. He's done. Verse 34. Let Pharaoh do this. And let him appoint officers over the land. And take up a fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years. And let them gather all the food of those good years that have come. And lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh. And let them keep food in the cities. And that food shall be for store to the land against the seven years of famine. Which shall be in the land of Egypt. That the land perish not through the the famine. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh. And in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has shown thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. Mm. You see, we have heard this story so often that many times some things are lost to us. What was Joseph brought out to do? Interpret the dream. That's all. Interpret the dream. Many of us are like that. 
We are asked to do something and we just get to the point like this. I am done. But Joseph could perceive that my day of harvest has come. Instead of stopping there, he now continued and he gave Pharaoh the instructions of what to do to get out of the situation. And it was in response to that, he was now not just removed from jail, but now placed as second in command, the vice president or the vice Pharaoh or the vice whatever. Many of us, the harvest is coming, but our head is turned the other way. The harvest is coming, but our heart is turned the other way. Joseph could easily have said, they have imprisoned me here all this time. That baker today is calling me. Tell him I'm not well. I'm not coming. I'm talking to some people who are in church. Hmm. Many times your harvest is just next door. But we can't see it. We can't see it. Sometimes you are a lady and in your house God has given to you another little girl to look after you treat her like you don't know that that's your harvest you are very quiet I'm wondering what's going on in your mind it doesn't look like a harvest it looks like a problem (laughs) it looks like a troublesome person it looks like somebody's going to make you talk a lot you don't even have it that's your harvest right there The harvest, when it is coming, does not often look like a harvest. And you must begin to, what should I say? You must begin to look with an eye. Tell your neighbor, open your eye. Look with an eye and see the harvest of good things. Yeah. Are you here? When you see it, you stop saying the things you are saying. And me, dear, I'm only got food to eat twice a day. It's true. But the truth of the matter is that by your behavior, you should have died from COVID. Meanwhile, not only are you not dead, you're actually alive and putting on weight. Push your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm seeing you putting on weight. You are even putting on weight. Hey! What I'm saying, is it true? It's not, you see, as I'm, watch, I'm standing I'm watching all of you who enter with your mask that you have removed the mask. <laughs> Yeah. There is a harvest. Are you understanding what I'm saying? There is a harvest. And for every seed that you are sowing, as you sow them, the harvest comes, they they come in different ways. The story as I read it this morning, I was intrigued. Joseph could have decided he's not minding the baker. When he finished and he came, he could also have just delivered an interpretation of the dream and that's it. That's it. Just stop there. These Egyptians, the way they are, let me just interpret the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Some of you, your harvest is in the church, but you can't see. And you always say, nah, so these church people there, the way they are. <laughs> the church is the way it is because you are inside. Mm. Yeah, just like how the person is not perfect, that's how you're also not perfect. Yeah. Hey. The church is very quiet. Bruma Sunday. Yes. Your harvest is in the church. But you don't know. Mm. That's why I walk around saying things. Yeah. Recently, when Hamoni was living here, the guy is Nigerian. Who does he know in Takrady? You cry that you are Ghanaian. Who do you know in Takrady? And his school, he has to go and do his pharmacy practice in Takrady. We tried to change it. They, they, they wouldn't do it. May they also not receive mercy in their day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then, I have a brother, the bishop of Takrady. And I said to him, I'm sending you one of my sons. He said, bring him, bring him. Tell him to text me right now, bring him. I said he has been told he has to go and work there, but he doesn't have anywhere to oh where to stay. I have a you just let a letter. He should come, he should come and place it for it. Yeah. It's a harvest, in case you don't know. It's a harvest. 
Every day we'll be shouting at him, hey, you are causing feedback, you are troubling us here. He'll be there, he's there, he's not annoyed, he's struggling, he's sweating, reading the thing, staying, doing all night. Yeah. And smiling, trying to understand the machines over there. It was a harvest. It was a harvest. Do you think if tomorrow I take my phone and say, eh, eh, please, Bishop, my, my son is feeling angry, you have to do something. Will he not do something? By you. Mm, sorry for no money. You also reap that harvest. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> not what I'm saying. It's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's what I'm saying. Yeah. Many, many of us, we have been rescued by where we are. Yeah. Otherwise, by this time, the way you have smoked the weed, the brains that you have fried you have fried your brains but by the grace of God you have found a refuge here a place that is having patience with you and as you are listening to the word of God he is restoring that fried brain every day you are on shisha When you finish, then you add porno. Your brains are bent. <laughs> but part of the harvest is restoring those brains. It's restoring them. It's restoring them. Yeah. By this time, you should have been walking up and down out of your mind. But the prayers that have been prayed, that is what has kept you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm talking about the harvest. As I'm talking about the harvest. Hmm. Yeah, my pastor, what these people did is not good. You too, what you have done is not good. No, everything you are saying about somebody, it also applies to you. Yeah, yeah. So don't feel that you are special. Oh. No, I'm talking to you about your harvest. Yeah. And you need to begin to understand and recognize your harvest. I am sick and tired of people who tell me that hey, I have to go to a cry in order to harvest. Have you asked God about it? Because some people, your harvest is in here. I told you about the, the farm that you have put things in and you have left it. You don't have any seed there. Then you are walking around. And you are looking to harvest what over there? It's very quiet too. No, I'm very serious about what I'm saying. If you are going to be a child of God, follow God. Yeah, follow him. Not what people think. And not what people say. Where God places you is where you prosper. Not where you think you will prosper. Or you think there are no brown, there are no broke people in New York. Ah. Make a batire. Oh yes, I'm talking to some people today. It's a harvest. So I'm, I am praying that as we, as we go through our, you know, this, as we've been through this series on tithing, that something is going to change in your mind. Yeah. As you are paying your tithe, I say, I'm Lord, I'm, I'm building your house. I'm expecting a house. I'm not expecting to pay rent forever. These landlords who are persecuting my life, I don't expect it all forever. Hey, how am I going to build that? You see, right there, you are, you are causing trouble. I told you the how we cannot answer. How? How, the, how does the seed? Please look at yourself again. If you like, you can stand up and look at it. How did you become what you have become? T- can you tell me how? Can you tell me how? You can't. That's the same way that we also cannot answer how your tithe is going to become something my last point I have to end the preaching gosh some seeds are unlikely seeds and you must recognize them or if you like an unlikely harvest you must recognize it an unlikely harvest Are you here? What do we mean by that? When you sow a seed, you expect it to bring up something. 
When Tetekwashi came to Ghana carrying the cocoa seed, you will expect it to bring forth cocoa, but it brought forth schools, it brought forth hospitals, it brought forth roads, it brought forth, yeah, that's where the wealth of Ghana came from. It brought forth institutions, it brought forth foreign exchange, it brought, yes, yes, but it was a seed. And the expectations as I sow the seed, I'll just get some more cocoa. That's all. Cocoa, what do we do with it? Is it not only chocolate that we have been eating? Who needs chocolate? What am I going to do with chocolate? When I need food to eat, you are bringing me chocolate. Have you seen the kind of words you speak and, and, and you kill your harvest? It was in that chocolate that schools were. Yeah, you are the generation who has come to see many uh, private universities. We beg you, those of us who grew up and after you see anybody up to a certain age, it was government universities. So an entire generation upon generation upon generation, it was in the cocoa seed. It was in the cocoa seed. It's an unlikely harvest. How does a seed become an university? How does a seed become the things we are talking about? Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Bishop tells the story of how he was taking the offering one day and he said, you know how we say, oh, bring your 10 CDs or this. And a young man came when he said five CDs. As the guy put it into the basket, Bishop said to him, somebody will give you a car because of this offering. What is the likelihood that five CDs, how does five CDs become a car? The next day, the boy called him. Somebody has brought me a car. It's an unlikely harvest. Yeah. It's an unlikely harvest. But if you are walking around in carnality, you will not even connect it to your seed. Are you in the house? You must begin to make connections to your seed. You must begin to see that that's an unlikely harvest because of this little thing that I put in. When you see the harvest coming, what you receive as a harvest is so much more than what you planted. It doesn't make sense to complain. You planted five, just some few grains of corn. You have harvested. In fact, you need tractor to come and carry your harvest home. May your seeds be planted in good ground. May they bring forth good fruit in the name of Jesus. May they bring forth unlikely fruit in the name of Jesus. May you see and understand your harvest. And may you gather in your harvest with wisdom. May you build yourself a shed. And into that shed place your harvest in the name of Jesus. May you be able to see the seven years of good things. And may you be able to predetermine the tough seven years. And may you make provision. May you never Never be caught unawares. May you never be taken by surprise because your harvest, your seed will be speaking for you. Put your hands together and begin to pray. Lift up your voice and just pray in tongues for a few minutes and let your prayer water the seed of a word. I've used, I have sent you a word. Water it with your prayer right now and let us wait for God to give the increase. Begin to pray. I need to hear you pray like a Christian, not like an entertainer. Lift your voice and pray. Pastor David, hold on. I want to hear Christians praying in the house. Lift up your voice. 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 You are watering the seed of the word. You are watering the seed of the word. You are watering the seed of the word. Speak it. Listen. I planted. Apollos watered. God gave increase. I have spoken. I planted. You are watering with your prayer. Lift up your prayers. I said lift it up. Lift it up. Lift it up. Oh yes, lift it up, lift it up. I said pray, 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 pray. Mandolo brosi mataya, pray, 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 pray. Father, we are grateful. We thank you that you have shown us what our seeds do. I pray, Lord, that we will see our harvest. That I will never be tired of sowing and will never be tired of reaping. May we not abandon our harvest fields, O oh God, and turn around to complain that you have let us down. But rather, may we watch over our harvest and tend it and water it. And on harvest day, may we be able to connect it to you 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I, I said hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. As every head is bowed this afternoon, as every head is bowed, every eye closed, I want to invite you to give your life to Jesus. To give your life to Jesus. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Maybe you are here, you have heard everything that is said and you agree. But the question is, are you entitled to this harvest? Are you one of his own? Or you are doing something else? I want you to receive the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior. It's the only grounds upon which certain things can work. And so as every head is bowed, every eye is closed. You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Just lift your right hand up. We're going to pray together. God bless you. I'm seeing your hands. I'm seeing your hands. I'm seeing your hands. If your hand is up, I want you to come to me. We're going to pray together. Just let the ashes and the pastors help you. And just come. Just come. Just come. You see, you may have been in church. Yeah, you people sitting there. What is up with you? Get up. Ashes, do what I'm asking you to do. Yes. Ask him to stand up. Stand up. Your heart is beating. The Lord is talking to you and asking you to just give your life to him. You need to come out, step out. Let us pray together. Let us pray together. If Jesus were to come tonight, where will you be going? With him or somewhere else? Because when you are none of his, only hell is left for you. May you never, I pray that nobody will ever leave from here to descend into hell. Lift up your hands, let us pray. I want you to pray after me. And I want you to make it your prayer. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you for each one standing here. I pray, Lord, that your grace will be upon them. I pray that your hand will be upon them. Bless them, Lord, and may they grow up in you. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to go to the brother over there. His name is Brother Ajiman. He'll give you something. You'll come back. Put your hands together. Take your seat. Hallelujah. that you have been blessed by this message for more information you can follow us on facebook fountain of life cathedral and on instagram and twitter at folcaidiasi god richly bless you